Welcome to the Dynasty Defined Podcast, a show discussing what is going on with the greatest dynasty in sports, the Oklahoma State Cowboys Wrestling Program. I'm your host, Lee Cothran, and today we're back, baby. Oklahoma State Wrestling season's upon us. They released the schedule. Uh, we're back to doing these podcasts. Uh, really exciting times ahead for us here, so get excited, y'all. Uh, Cowboy Wrestling is upon us. They're having the Cowboy Wrestling Club Golf Tournament this weekend, October 7th, Friday, is uh, the big day. So they sold it out. There's a lot of people that are going to be out there supporting the Pokes. They have some really exciting auction items. I'll post a link on Twitter, which is at Lee Cothran. If you search Dynasty Defined Podcast, you'll find me. Um, But I'll post a link to the auction, and there's a lot of great things that they're giving away. There's a turkey hunt for two on john smith's ranch led by john smith Uh, i'm gunning for that one so uh, hopefully we uh, get that here find out on friday that'll be fun there is fly fishing guided fly fishing trips there's cast and blast trips there is a really neat cornhole set with the wrestling mat set on the basketball arena floor Uh, those are really sweet Uh, lit signs autographed john smith shoes autographed singlets by the living olympians Um, you name it there's there's some really cool stuff out there to bid on so make sure you go place a bid and win what you like there Uh, all proceeds again go to the cowboy wrestling club this is their biggest fundraiser of the year and this really contributes to the operating cost of the club. So if those things that we've been talking about are to take place, hiring a high-level coach, uh, a well-known coach, somebody that is going to bring some cachet to the club, uh, bringing in a senior-level athlete that's going to um, help train the up-and-coming Olympians and world champions that are part of the Cowboy Wrestling Program. Uh, Those funds come from this golf tournament and your membership to the Cowboy Wrestling Club. So please make sure, go bid on these items and go check out the Cowboy Wrestling Club. If you're not a member yet, become a member. It's vitally important to the future of Cowboy Wrestling that we build this RTC into a top-tier RTC. And it starts here. Uh, It starts with money, and they want everybody involved. So if you've ever uh, thought, you know, look, they're only looking for big-time donors. They're not looking for small-time donors. It's only about the big money guys. That's not true. Anybody can be a part of it, and every bit counts. Um, You know, if you take every single person that goes to a duel meet, what, 6,000 people or so, and they all give 25 bucks a month, that extrapolates and compounds into a pretty big amount of money, and then it turns into endowments, and then endowments build upon themselves over time. So you get to a $5 million, $10 million endowment, and the interest on that is several hundred thousand dollars a year, then you operate just off the interest, and the endowment grows on its own as well. And you are talking about having a really well-oiled, well-run machine. And that's what they're trying to get going 
here, the team that's involved behind the Cowboy Wrestling Club, and I'm excited to be a small part of it. And uh, I'm, you know, focused on fundraising there and, and helping do what I can to spread the word. And of course, I'm a member, and I give money and uh, put my money where my mouth is. This podcast is a big part of it. It's all volunteer and. Uh, when I interview the athletes, I always want them to get the word out on whatever their NIL opportunities are, all that stuff, right? So it's all building into something. There's a long-term vision, and I'm hoping to get some people on to talk about that as we progress through the fall semester especially. So exciting stuff. Um, it's been an exciting six weeks for me. My wife and I welcomed our son into the world. Everyone's healthy. Everyone's happy. It's been an adventure uh, adjusting to this new life. Uh, But I'm excited to add this back into my routine. And uh, also on top of that, adding in a Big 12-focused wrestling podcast. I'm working with a gentleman that's covered Iowa State wrestling for a little bit. And we are doing a... Big 12 themed focused wrestling podcast going to talk about what's going on in the Big 12 conference Uh, in doing research on that it turns out the Big 12 is significantly more storied than the Big 10 in wrestling Uh, it's going to take a decade for them to catch us in team titles and probably more to catch us in individual titles the three greatest coaches ever in the sport or three of the greatest coaches in this ever in the sport certainly the three greatest modern era coaches all wrestled in the big eight or big 12 so there's a lot of history there there's a lot of story there understood that it's not the same as it was however with Missouri getting ba- added back in, with Oklahoma most likely staying in, I know that Seth put out a statement from the Big 12 that the member schools aren't interested in allowing Oklahoma to be an affiliate member. However, wrestling, I can't imagine that Kansas, Kansas State are going to have much of a say in what Oklahoma is able to do in wrestling since they're not impacted by it. John Smith has been very clear they're going to do what they can to keep the Big 12, but the opportunity is there for the Big 12 to probably not usurp the Big 10 as the top wrestling conference. They have a lot more money and attention, Um, and the affiliate members of the Big 12, you know, look, I love what they're doing at Air Force and Utah Valley, and adding Cal Baptist is a big deal, but it's just, it's not quite on the same level as the, even the lower tier Big Ten programs, uh, Indiana, Purdue, right? Um, But I would say that those schools are as competitive as Maryland, right? Or even Michigan State programs that just aren't really dedicated to wrestling. So there's discussions to be had there. That's why we 
started this podcast. I'm excited to bring that to the fold. We're going to call it the Pin 12 Wrestling Podcast, and we're going to be a part of that uh, 10-12 network, hopefully. Uh, still ironing out some details on that, um, but uh, excited to bring that into the fold as well. That's going to release today as well. Look for the Pin 12 Wrestling Conference. Podcast. Uh, same places you can listen to this one. So uh, that's that's going to be an exciting one. On the first episode, we covered uh, schedules and lineups for Missouri, South Dakota State, and Wyoming. So a lot of talented wrestlers in all three of those places. Missouri's probably the favorite to win the conference again. And, uh, yeah, we got a lot of fun stuff going on with that. Um, with this one, uh, I'm going to keep it short today. Uh, going to really just talk about the schedule, what all is going on there. Uh, and then as we progress through the next five weeks, we'll talk about the roster and we'll end it on lineup projections. Uh, there's a lot of question marks with the lineup. Um, there's a lot of things that I don't think anybody knows. Uh, I've been asking and uh, been getting told that truly uh, there are four weights that are up in the air right now. Uh, so good sign, bad sign, I'm not sure. Um, we'll talk about that when it's time to talk about it. But they released the schedule last week, I believe last Wednesday. They put out who's going to be coming to Gallagher-Iba and where's Oklahoma State going. So there are some TBDs on there. There are some things that uh, we don't necessarily know all the answers to, and then there are some quirks as well. Uh, I've been trying to get answers on the quirks. Um, I you know, have a couple of guesses on a couple of different things, uh, but um, nothing confirmed as far as those things go. So I'll refrain from putting it in this recording until there's an official announcement made. Uh, but some exciting stuff on the schedule. It's definitely tougher than it was last year. There are some more tests, especially early in the season, that I think are going to really help us understand what that lineup's going to look like. And with the new redshirt rules where um, true freshmen or redshirting athletes can participate in a certain amount of dual competitions, um, they are going to allow uh, guys to redshirt and maintain their redshirt while still getting some official bouts under their belt. So we might see some guys that should be redshirting uh, get some opportunities, and if they come out and they perform well in those opportunities, they may not redshirt. So, you know, that's a new thing that's been introduced to the sport that should be exciting for OSU. So we'll see how it goes. Um, so the season starts with a doubleheader on November 12th. The Cowboys are going to Eastern PA, the uh, Lehigh Valley uh, up north of Philadelphia. They're starting the day at noon at Lehigh in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Uh, that is the stomping grounds of Josh Kendig and Jordan Oliver and 
Willie Sailor, right? So <laughs> that's that's wrestling country there. Hopefully, with that, they have some recruits that are certainly a part of that Attack Mat Club uh, coming to the event uh, to be there and to get to know the coaches a little bit better and uh, not have to fly all the way to Stillwater. So that's pretty exciting to be going to Eastern PA. I always advocate going here and wrestling at Lehigh. And then that evening, they're wrestling at Bucknell, which is in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania, just down the road. So two great opponents to start the year. Uh, Lehigh, obviously, uh, always very good. They're going to be one of the favorites to win the EIWA there with Cornell. Uh, It's pretty much Cornell, Lehigh, um, one and two most years. Navy's going to be decent. Army's going to be decent. but Lehigh's typically top of the pack. And then Princeton, of course, is going to be very good. So um, excited to take on the Mountain Hawks to start the, start things off. We'll really get a good idea of look where things are. There's going to be some good tests. If there's a freshman at 157, then it uh, doesn't get much better than their guy there. Um, he's one of the best in the country if he's back from injury. So is it going to be a freshman? Is it going to be Caden Gefeller? Uh, we don't know. So definitely some question marks that are going to get ironed out there uh, at 157. Um, I think 125, they've got a good 125. They've got a good 174-pounder. Uh, so Plot will get a nice little challenge there early. Uh, so Lehigh's tough, and that'll be a... A fun one. Uh, and then that evening, of course, at Bucknell, um, wasn't really close in the duel with them in Stillwater last year. Don't know what's going to improve for them this year. Um, the best guy on their team is probably 165 pounds. Uh, of course, he got the win over uh, Travis Whitlake last season after Whitlake was hurt in that match. So, Will Whitlake be back down to 165? Does he get an opportunity to uh, get some payback there? Who knows? It's definitely an interesting duel. The next weekend, on Friday night, the Cowboys have their first home duel of the season against the Wyoming Cowboys. So that hot poke-on-poke action that we all love to see. Um, Mark Branch comes home. Uh, they've had some shakeups with their coaching staff. Tayon Ware, no longer at Wyoming, he went back to Oklahoma. Uh, I, there's some stuff going on at OU, I guess. They sounds like there was a situation with Mike Leitner, who has been there forever uh, since he was competing, really. And I don't know. I've heard five or six different rumors. The official narrative is that he stepped down no reason given so uh take that for what you may um but Tayon Ware leaving Wyoming to go back to OU unfortunate for Wyoming Ware's a very good coach I know Mark Branch hates to see him go especially here in October leaves the program kind of in a lurch but Wyoming's been on a heater here recruiting they are coming off of a great summer you're a Volk 
is a freshman for them that went and won a world championship. He's projected to be the be a 125-pounder. Uh, WrestleStat says he's going to redshirt to start, uh, but um, I could definitely see them throwing him out there, especially with four uh, bouts to give. If you get a test against a guy like Trevor Master Giovanni, who on Intermats number nine in the country, uh, that is a, a great early test for the freshman. Will they do it? I don't know. Um, it would be interesting. So uh, would love to see that happen. Would love to see Mastro get that early test. And then, of course, Wyoming's got, you know, their upper weights is really where they excel. 157, Jacob Wright's back. Um, who do we see at 157 if it's Wyatt Sheets? Wyatt Sheets has pretty much had his number uh, through their careers, but it's always a good match. Um, 174 pounds, I think Hayden Hastings is coming back or, or going down to 174 pounds. He had he had given Dakota Gear fits. Uh, you heard it on this podcast. Gear uh, swears he's the better re- wrestler than Hayden Hastings. And uh, I, I, I don't disagree, but that's me, uh, Oklahoma State fan. Um, if Hastings is going down to 174 pounds, then, uh, you know, Plot uh, gets a shot at him. Plot had some battles against Wyoming guys last year, so that's a fun thing that we get to see. Um, I think 197 pounds, Stephen Buchanan would be my pick to win a national championship again at 197 pounds. He's the guy you want to see go win it, and he's a great dude. He did some camps in Oklahoma this year, and everyone just raves about him. Um, So we'd love to see him get over that hump, but at the same time, I want to see where Luke Serber stands up against uh, um, Buchanan, right? Is Serber going to insert himself into the conversation? Is he going to keep it close? Is he going to win? It's certainly possible. Um, excited to see that match. The following Sunday, or I'm sorry, a few weeks later on Sunday, December 4th, Minnesota's coming down to town. So we're continuing the whole J-Rob relationship here where Minnesota's coming to Stillwater, OSU goes to Minneapolis, uh, we flip seasons. So that's awesome to see Minnesota, uh, one of the few Big Ten programs with the uh, chutzpah to wrestle us. You know, we talked about, you know, who last year, who in the Big Ten, you'd love to see Penn State, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, uh, Indiana, Illinois. You'd love to see them come to Stillwater more, but they aren't incentivized really to do that because they have a tough schedule. Minnesota consistently, every year they're going to wrestle us home and home, right? So that's awesome to see that continue. It's always a fun duel. The big question mark there, I guess there's a few. You know, one... 125 pounds, can Mastro repeat and beat um, Pat McKee again, like he did early last season? And then if they meet in the postseason, can Mastro maintain that success, beat him again? 157 pounds, uh, I think Brayton Lee should be back from his injury. He may not be this early in the season, uh, but whoever's at 157 pounds, massive test. Lee, probably the a, a guy that you'd pick to win 157 pounds next season considering the previous contenders in that weight class have moved up to 165, David Carr 
and uh, Quincy Monday um, have moved up to 165 pounds. So, you know, Brayton Lee's probably should be ranked one or two if he's healthy. So what are we going to get there? Um, Gable Stevenson, is he back? All right. Uh, Cerber didn't get tacked or pinned <laughs> against him. Will Connor Doucette be able to accomplish the same? Uh, so big questions uh, there with Minnesota, and it's always a tough match. <laughs> On the following week, Sunday, December 11th, Pokes are going to Norman, Oklahoma, taking on the Sooners. So you've got round one Bedlam at Oklahoma again. Uh, similar to last year, it's in the fall in Norman, which is interesting. All right? uh, you kind of expect to flip that every year. So um, le- a little bit less salt and vinegar with Bedlam uh, this year with uh, you know the Ferrari situation being removed. Um However, Keegan Moore's back somehow for another year. Uh, 184 pounds. Who's he going to wrestle? Uh, who's who do the posts have at 184 pounds? Um, did he lose some of his fire last season when he got his opportunity to take out Dakota Gear? Uh, ended up being what three times. Uh, so I, it's going to be fun. It's Bedlam. It's always fun. Bedlam and Norman. A lot of orange shows up. Will they keep it close? Who knows? Then you then you break and uh, get a little bit of a long break here for finals and holidays. January 1st, uh, Sunday this year, so New Year's Day, uh, Southern Scuffle. I know for sure Iowa State, Wyoming, um, A few others are going to the scuffle this year. It's a little bit tougher field than it usually is. The Pokes didn't send anybody last year, except for Victor Voinovich and a few uh, room guys. Um, Voinovich came in third. His sole loss came to Matt Feinsilver, who represented Israel in the World Championships this past month. Uh, but the experienced wrestler, Voinovich kept it kind of close. Yeah, whatever. Um, if we send the starters to the Southern Scuffle, that should be a really fun one to see uh, go down. It'll be exciting to see how our guys stack up in a um, tournament setting. The next week, Sunday, January 8th, the Pokes are going to Corvallis, Oregon, taking on Oregon State. We're getting to see that. John Smith coaching tree pay off with some of these matchups, right? Uh, Chris Pendleton getting us to come to Corvallis. Hopefully there's a big crowd. Uh, there should be. This is probably their one of their bigger home duels in a while. I know that they are also getting Iowa uh, because they had that mentality of we're going to wrestle anybody anywhere. So they went to uh, Coralville or Iowa City there on short notice last season and Brands is paying them back with a visit so uh, I I don't know if they're getting Iowa at home as well but this season I know that he promised it in the future but uh, if it is this season then getting OSU and Iowa both at home is huge for Chris Uh, so really exciting stuff there glad to see him uh, building 
the fan support there, and, and hopefully a lot of people show up to both of these duels. Oregon State had an amazing NCAA tournament last year, and they're returning a lot of guys. Uh, you know, you've got Trey Munoz uh, there at 184 pounds. Uh, you've got the Willits brothers returning. Um, you know, one knocked uh, Carter Young into the losers bracket at NCAA's. Um, you've got uh, a lot of talent in his lineup and guys that have really punched above their weight class um, at Oregon State. So that should be a good early season test to see where, uh, or I'm sorry, early spring test to see how the posts are stacking up against uh, broader competition. The next weekend, you're going across the country, New York City, taking on Columbia. Uh, so much like last season, Columbia's got some talent. They've got uh, 141 149 pounder that uh, is really solid. Um, I think that Carter may have beat him though. Regardless, uh, there's some good matchups there against Columbia. Uh, that's a heavy travel load. So going from one weekend you're in Corvallis, the next weekend you're in New York, is uh, is tough. But I'm excited to see how they handle that. Uh, then you start getting into the conference slate a little bit more. January 20th, that Friday, you've got Northern Colorado at home. Uh, the Bears returning one of their first All-Americans in a while in uh, um, Andrew Lear as 149-pounder. Uh, so that's exciting. They got a transfer from North Carolina State, Steve O'Poolin, uh, who um, several years ago gained some internet popularity with his uh, wearing a mohawk and dominating dudes when he was like 11 in tournaments. So um, he's going to be their 133-pounder. We'll see how he stacks up. Or maybe 125-pounder. It depends. We'll see how he stacks up against Master or Dayton. Um, but that should be a fun duel. Uh, that Sunday, you got West Virginia coming to town. West Virginia is heavyweight. Uh, their 184-pounder and their 165-pounder are all really tough tests for whoever the Cowboys throw out at those weights, uh, you know, heavyweight. Connor Doucette, if he's the guy, which I really hope he's going to be the guy. Uh, I'm a, this is a big Connor Doucette uh, fan podcast. Um, Luke Serber and, and Connor Doucette are, are, are great dudes and uh, guys that we really hope are in the lineup for a long time for OSU. But if Connor's the guy, this is a big test for him to see how he's going to stack up. I don't really know, you know, aside from OU and Heinzelman, and then of course uh, Steveson at Minnesota, there's a lot of unknowns in these other lineups at heavyweights. So um, we'll see how he does in the scuffle, and then we'll circle West Virginia as a date that we'll really see how he is looking in regards to where he stacks in the Big 12, right? Let's get some early glimpses at that. Uh, the next weekend, you've got the Iowa trip. You're going to Cedar Falls on Saturday to take on Northern Iowa. Uh, maybe get some payback on them coming to our place and beating us last year, right? Um, their lineup is still going to be tough. They lost their 125-pounder to the Hawkeyes. Uh, he's going down there and going to wrestle at 133 pounds. Um, but other than that, they've still got... <laughs> really tough it's northern iowa they're going to be tough they're going to come at you and they're going to um, 
force you to show up. And I'm sure that gym will be full. I'm sure it'll be rowdy, and I'm sure it'll be a good time. So um, folks better be ready uh, for that one for sure. I, I know they will be. Uh, and then the following uh, day on Sunday, they're wrestling at Iowa State. Iowa State, again, really coming up, right? So they're, they're really good. They're really uh, looking to repeat their regular season Big 12 championship and then follow that up with a tournament championship. Uh, they're looking extremely tough. Of course, David Carr is, is back at 165 pounds. Uh, and then Younger Bastida at 195, or I'm sorry, 197 pounds. And then I guess Joel Devine and maybe a couple others are guys that they're really expecting to continue to take steps forward and bring their program back to contending for national titles. Then you've got an exciting one. The next Friday, February 3rd, the Pokes are wrestling Michigan. The location's to be decided. Um... I have a gut feeling based on Michigan's website, based on Wisconsin's website, uh, that this will likely be another duel in Texas. Um, Where? I don't know. Uh, How it's going to be structured? I don't know. I hope it is multiple teams. Um, I hope that Wisconsin and whoever they're wrestling at that time, uh, there says against TBD. Um, but it does say where it is. So uh, we'll see what happens, but that should be fun. Uh, it's Michigan. They certainly cleared out a lot of their talent from their lineup last year. So there are question marks uh, at some of the positions they've been really, really solid at for a while now. Um, of course, 125 pounds, they cleared out Nick Suriano uh, at um, 165 Cam Amin cleared out, 174. Um, Miles Amin cleared out, or I guess he's 184. Um, anyway, most of those guys cleared out. But talking about tests, Connor Doucette, 100, and, or I'm sorry, 285 pounds. Mason Paris is one of the three best guys in the weight. All right, uh, very consistent, very good. Uh, wrestler there, Mason Paris. So, big test for Connor. We'll see how he stacks up. We'll see uh, what all happens there. It'll be a, it'll be interesting, uh, to say the least. I think that this Michigan lineup, Oklahoma State has the upper hand, but we'll see what it looks like on February 3rd. I mean, that's a long way away, and I'm excited to do a preview episode. This is a tough weekend for the Pokes, too. On Sunday, they go back to Stillwater, and they're hosting Missouri. Um, so (laughs) Missouri, as I mentioned at the top of the show, um, you kind of have to pick them to win the big 12 again. Uh, they returned everybody. Uh, they're all, all 10 guys in their lineup are ranked, which all 10 guys in OSU's lineup are ranked too. Uh, they certainly have their, uh, question marks, 125, 133, uh, 141, I guess. Um, so, you know, there's, there's question marks there at, uh, Missouri. Um, but that's going to be a tough duel. I remember the last time they came to Stillwater and won, uh, was, uh, left a bad taste, um, in everybody's mouth because 
they uh, were mouthy. <laughs> they, they brought this little cheering section with them that was a uh, classic, obnoxious Missouri fan. So um, I think uh, that was, gosh, that was a while ago, wasn't it? It, was, uh, it wasn't the last time they came to Stillwater, but it was 2020, I guess. Maybe 2019. Anyway, uh, always a fun duel. And those are certainly the two, two of the top three programs in the Big 12 moving forward and uh, programs that uh, don't like each other and, and definitely want to uh, beat each other and, and take every opportunity to do that. Uh, the next weekend, February 10th, the Pokes are going to South Dakota State. Uh, South Dakota State looks tough. Uh, especially at the upper weights. So common theme here, uh, the Pokes are wrestling a lot of teams that are really good from 165 pounds up. And while OSU definitely has known commodities at 174 pounds, they've got Travis Woodlake in the mix somewhere, and then Luke Serber should be good at 197 pounds. It's a more natural way for him, and he was very good late in the season at heavyweight. So... Uh, it should be exciting to see him go down to a weight where he's a better fit. Is he a national title contender? I don't think we can say that today. Um, is he an All-American contender? I think he could be there. I think he's a top 12 guy. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But South Dakota State's one where he gets a big test. He gets a big test against Missouri. He gets a big test against Iowa State. He gets a big tail. So Luke Serber is going to tell us what he is by this time. But it doesn't get easier, right? Uh, so South Dakota State in Brookings, they've got their new facility going up. Uh, they've got some really exciting things going on, and Coach Hahn is going to want that win against the Pokes in his home arena. So that's going to be a fun time. Uh, Sunday, February 12th, they're coming back to Stillwater, so they're going to Brookings on Friday night, coming back to Stillwater on Sunday, taking on Stanford. Uh, the return trip from the Cardinal coming to Gallagher-Ibar Arena. Uh, the highlight there is 165 pounds. Shane Griffith is returning. I don't know if he's staying at 165 or he's going to 174. If he goes to 174, uh, Dustin Plott, Shane Griffith is a dynamite matchup. Uh, I think that that would be an extremely exciting one to watch. Um, so keep an eye on that as the season progresses. Here's a quirk in the schedule. Um, so much like the no-location Michigan match, we've got Thursday, February 16th, Bedlam and Stillwater. Why a Thursday? I asked. Um, had to do with scheduling, apparently. They are following this up with a trip to Iowa City. They didn't want... Oh, they couldn't wrestle on Friday night. I'm assuming there must be a basketball game or some other event that trumps wrestling, which uh, is unfortunate. Um, so we're getting... Uh, and th these are assumptions. I don't know if that's for sure. But uh, there's no special reason. They're not doing any kind of uh, special night for senior night. Uh against OU. I guess the reality is um, 
it depends what Caden Gefeller and Wyatt Sheets do. Those are the only two, and Dusty Home are really the only three guys that are going to graduate and and not and, and exhaust their eligibility this year. So I'm sure there are some room guys that are in that boat. We'll cover that in the roster episode and reviews over the next few weeks. But um, yeah, weird, just weird that Bedlam's on a Thursday. Um, is is what it is, I guess. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Bedlam and Stillwater's always fun. Hopefully it's a good crowd. 7 p.m. on a Thursday night. Hopefully they do something to go get a lot of people in the seats. Uh, we'll certainly do all we can here to promote that and, and get people there. And then, of course, as mentioned, that following Sunday, they're going to Iowa City. Uh the Iowa duel this year seems a lot more manageable. Uh, I was very optimistic about the Iowa duel last season. A lot of that is me just setting a high bar and looking for the best. Um, but they cleared out some of their better wrestlers, especially at 141 pounds, 165 pounds. Um, I expect who they're replacing those guys with. And then, of course, 133 pounds. They had DeSantos done, which uh, I know Dayton handled him, but he certainly always made it interesting. Um, but I would anticipate 141 pounds, I guess, is real woods transferred from Stanford to Iowa. Uh, Carter's going to have a big test against him. That's probably going to be his biggest test of the season. Looking at it, uh, Alan Hart at Missouri. Um, is it Will Luan at Michigan? No, he's a 157-pounder. Iowa State's guy cleared out. Uh, Columbia's got a good 141-pounder. Oregon State, of course, Willits. But but really, I mean, Carter's going to have a... He, he's, he's set up well here to have a great season going into this Iowa duel against Real Woods. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, 165 pounds, you know, if, if, if it's Wyatt Sheets at 165 pounds for the Pokes, I think that is uh, interesting. Um, I don't know who they have at Iowa there. Patrick Kennedy, I guess. I guess he might go 174 pounds. Which leads to that, Michael Kimmerer cleared out. Dustin Plott uh, should be better than what they've got at 174 pounds. Is that Nelson Brands? Abe Asad at 184 pounds. We, I'd, I'd put my money on Whitlake or uh, Haas. So, I mean, there's... I think it'd be 5-5 five to five if you're breaking it down right now, but we're so far away from February. I... Who knows what the lineups are even going to look like at that time. So I have no idea. Um, I think there's a little bit more reason to be optimistic going into this Iowa duel than there has been in the past. Um, Spencer Lee's back. Master against Spencer Lee, something I've wanted to see for a couple of years. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Big 12 championships uh, are March 4th and 5th in Tulsa. Um, so you get a little bit of a warm-up for the national championships, which are March 16th through 18th in Tulsa. The BOK Center, uh, it's going to be a great time. Um, I'm going to be at the national championships, not at the Big 12 championships, but 
uh, already st- starting to lay some groundworks for some events. The Cowboy Wrestling Club is going to have several events. The Dynasty Defined Podcast is going to partner up with uh, a couple of the other big podcasts out there to um, hold an event somewhere uh, during the tournament. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a great time. It, it, you know, Tulsa is is great. It's our home turf. Uh, OSU and Tulsa and everybody have been working hard for a long time to partner up to host this thing. So um, if you haven't made plans, make plans to be there. Go out and get your tickets now. Get your hotel rooms. I think hotel rooms are already pretty hard to come by um, in the immediate downtown area, but they've been building a lot of apartments and stuff there around uh, uh, Sound Pony and Canes. And I think that you should be able to find some Airbnbs. There are a lot of rental management companies that buy up these apartment blocks and they'll rent them out as Airbnbs. Um, so, you know, you, you should be able to find somewhere to stay in downtown Tulsa. So get a spot, um, get your tickets, make your plans to be there. It's going to be a great time and I'm excited to see you all. So that's the schedule for the pokes. Again, more challenging than usual. Um, or, or, or then we've seen the last couple of years excited about the East coast swing early and then excited about <clears throat> what they're doing here to round out the uh, season. So whatever happens, we'll let you know with Michigan. Um, I'll have a little bit more insight in who's going to the scuffle as we get closer to it. And we'll go from here. Excited to be back. Excited to get this thing going. Excited for Cowboy Wrestling. Next week, we'll start digging into what the roster looks like, who's in, who's out. Uh, We'll go with the lower weights. So 125 to uh, 149. 125, 33, 41, 49, 57. So 125 through 157, we'll start there. There's some exciting additions. I'll talk through what I've heard and what I know. And there are some interesting subtractions which I'll uh, talk through who it is what I know and all that fun stuff so um, yeah as always if you have any questions feel free to reach out to me you can find me at Lee Cothran on Twitter uh, just search Dynasty Defined podcast you'll find me there at Dynasty Defined on Instagram I started inter- posting and things like that more on there I still will happily pay somebody to do my social media. So if you have a friend or family member that is into that kind of thing, uh, we can work something out. <laughs> um, I uh, I do not enjoy doing the social media. So uh, outside of some good old Twitter S posting, um, that's uh, about all I've got. Um, so if you know somebody who can help, I'd love some help. Um, Email me, lcothran20 at gmail. Find me on LinkedIn. I work for a company called Fingerprint. (laughs) Um, Pretty easy to find on LinkedIn. I think a couple of y'all have found me that way. Uh, Yeah, wherever you you can find me, send me a note. I I love hearing from everybody. And then, uh, of course, uh, make sure to tell your friends. Leave a rating. Uh, on whatever platform you're listening, if you leave a rating on Spotify, 
I really appreciate it. If you leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcast, I love those. I love reading through them. So um, really appreciate all the help promoting this thing that I can get. Make sure to check out the Pin 12 podcast uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. And we will talk to you all next week to go over the lineup. As always, go Pokes.